0: Welcome back to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you reduce public speaking fear and become more poised and confident presenters and speakers. This is episode number 99, which is really fun. We're just a week away from our centennial broadcast, centennial episode. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, We are still planning to do our big reveal about the the new and improved Fearless presentation on episode number 100, which is next week. Um, so we're we're really looking forward to that on on this session though, we're going to be talking about body language and public speaking you know basically how do we move around the room and how do we move when we're standing up in front of a group so that we look more poised and confident when we present It's one of those things that we spend a lot of time on, The actual content. We'll spend a lot of time on our slideshow, but we don't. A lot of times, we don't spend a lot of time on on our movement and our body language and stuff like that. So we're going to do a little bit of that on on this episode. The episode is brought to you by FearlessPresentations.com. We got we just have a ton of classes that are coming up. If you have ever wanted to take a public speaking class. But you've got about a week to start registering for some of the classes that we have outstanding. Because um, uh, come next week, we are we're going to be revealing uh, the the new and improved Fearless Presentations. And anybody who is pre registered for a Fearless Presentations class that's coming up, whether that's next month or next year, as long as it's on the schedule, if you register within the next seven days, you you get the tuition for the price that's published on the website right now. Um, so if, if you've ever wanted to take a public speaking class, go to fearlesspresentations.com, look at the seminar schedule, and register for one of those classes. Um, okay, so let's jump into today's podcast. Let's jump into the the topic for today, which is body language in public speaking. And when, when we say body language, basically what we're talking about is we're talking about the the nonverbal cues, the, the, that those movements that we make during the communication process, and presenters, like I said before, we often focus on, you know, what what we're going to say and our visual aids. However, you know, we often overlook a very important part of the speech, which is our, our body language. And in public speaking, if you look poised and confident, then... Your audience is going to believe that you are poised and confident. If you look nervous and timid, or you look like you're, you don't know what you're talking about. Guess what? They're going to believe that too. So it's very important to to kind of present in a, in a way that that makes you appear as though that you're poised, you're confident, you're in control, you have authority on the topic that you're speaking on. So in this session, we're going to cover just a few simple, basic public speaking ideas that will help you stand and move better. And, and the uh, in the beginning, I'm gonna kinda show you how important the nonverbal communication process is during your presentation. And then I'll give you a few tips that will help you look and feel more comfortable or confident when you're in front of a group, even if you are really, really nervous. And then finally, I'm gonna give you a really, really big presentation secret that once you understand this secret, it's gonna really change the way that you present. It's gonna change the way that you carry yourself when you're in front of a group. So. Let's start we'll start with that first part, which is, you know, your body language and public speaking is really important to a successful speech. Now, when you hear presentation coaches refer to or when they reference anyway body language, they often are referring to a 1967 study that's pu- that was published by. I am going to probably mispronounce this guy's name Albert Morabian <laughs> Dr. Moravian. he's a, by the way he still is a professor at UCLA he wrote a paper back in the 1960s though that has been probably with the exception of the um the uh, people only tap into 10% of their brain power <laughs> analogy that folks that that speakers use all all the time this is really one of the most misquoted concepts, in, especially in public speaking. And, and basically what this doctor at UCLA concluded was that only about 7% of the communication process comes from the words that we speak. He said 38% of communication comes from the voice and the tone that you use, and the final 55% of the communication process actually comes from your body language. And in reality, though, if you go back and look at that study, it really didn't have anything to do with public speaking or presenting in front of a group. He, the, the control that he was using or the, the um, concept that he was using was that if you just say a single word, how much of a person's communication process is based on the nonverbal? And if and uh, you know if you're only going to say one word and you change the tone of that one word pretty dramatically, guess what? Your understanding of what that word is meaning is going to change pretty dramatically as well. So, so it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with public speaking. But you'll still hear a lot of public speaking coaches quote this this. Um, this study. Now, with all that being said, that doesn't necessarily mean that body language isn't important. I just kind of think that body language, the body language that we use when we're in front of a group, is important in a totally different way. Um, for instance, when I wrote the book Fearless Presentations, which was, I mean, it's uh, that was pushing 19 years ago now, so it's been quite a while. Um, I mentioned in that book. The concept that people judge our competence by the confidence that we show, especially when we're up in front of a group. And this statement is so true. I mean, the the better that a speaker carries himself or herself, the, 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 the more credibility that the speaker is going to have with that particular group. So if you look timid or if you look nervous and your audience is going to question your competence. So... Um, to cover for this nervousness, a lot of times what a, what, what speakers will do is they're going to hide behind a lectern, right? So they're going to, by the way, sometimes people, it's another kind of misquote that people will use. They'll call that 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 box that people stand behind that they often put their notes on, they'll call that a podium. That's actually not a podium. The podium is actually the the miniature stage that folks stand on. Uh, the lectern is is kind of what they're standing behind. That's what you'll see in, in a church or in um, a lot of business meetings, especially in hotels and that kind of thing. But they'll hide behind that lectern. And um and when they do, they're they're doing that as a way to try to hide their nervousness. And others will actually deliver their entire presentation from a seated position and they make the slideshow of the presentation. And and if you refer back to last week's episode on PowerPoint slides, You'll know that's a that's a pretty bad habit to to get into. So when you do these things, what well, basically the reason why you don't want to do you don't want to stand behind an lectern and you don't want to make the slideshow your presentation is that you're losing your connection to the audience. You're also likely inadvertently anyway, making your presentation way more boring than what it should be. Um, so. Um, so what we're going to do in the next few minutes is I'm going to give you just a few really simple things. Now, this is not these are not all of the things that you can do to improve your your gestures and your movement and your body language and and stuff like that. But these are some of the big ones. These are the ones that we focus on these a lot in the fearless presentations class just because they work you know pretty much 100 percent of the time. So these are just a few simple tips that if you do these things, it it will it will help a lot. So. So. Um, one of the things that we always encourage people to do that does people a lot of times people don't even think this is a tip about body language and about moving, but it's where you set your visual aid. So a lot of times folks will actually set their visual aid, their screen up in the very center of the front of the room. So I, we encourage people to not do that. You, that that's a that's a bad habit because if you put your screen up there, then now it, when you want to present, you will either be presenting from behind the the room or behind the audience. Sometimes people will do that, which is just weird. Um, or they're gonna you're gonna be kind of squeezed into this little tight space on the side of, of the room. And if you ever want to kind of cross over and and um, uh, kind of speak to the people on the other side of the room. You're going to have to cross in front of your projection screen, unless it's a, a digital screen, which is becoming more popular nowadays. But anyway, the point is, is that um, that when you do those kind of things, you're you're just limiting yourself to a much smaller stage to present from. And now that you're and, and now that you're off to the side, your audience is going to, I mean, if you think about it, they didn't come to your presentation to to see your bullet points and they didn't come to see you click through a bunch of bullet points. They came to hear you speak. They came to find out that information, that that critical information that they need to know in order to do their job more effectively or whatever it is. Um, so that's the first thing. The first thing really does not have a whole lot to do with body language. It's the thing that will set up much better body language is the way that you set the room up. So uh, my tip is Set set your screen screen off to the side and and use use the middle or the center of the stage as the place where you present from and then you'll and then one of the other tips that I'll give you is to use your slideshow more effectively which we'll kind of cover in a few minutes. Okay, so the second thing is you want to take a deep breath and drop your hands down by your side. Now, please, 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 please don't misunderstand this tip. The The tip that I'm giving isn't to keep your hands down by your side, right? I mean, it's not – that would look weird. You're going to look really, really weird if you're keeping your hands down by your side. In fact, it's the exact opposite of that. When you start your presentation with your hands just kind of drop loosely down by your side, your first gesture that you make with your hands is going to be big. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be way – more energetic than if you have your hands clasped in some in, in some way. In fact, you can actually try this wherever you're at, if you're listening to the podcast, or if you happen to see the be seeing the video presentation of this, um, you can you can actually kind of do this yourself. So basically, all you really have to do is just kind of stand up. And when you're standing up, just clasp your hands in front of you. Just clasp them together in front of you, you know, around your waist or something like that, right? So it just kind of like you're praying, I guess, or, or, you know, you're, you're in, um, you're about to applaud or something like that. Right? So, so just kind of clasp your hands. Now, when you do that, um, let's say that you want to make a gesture. Let's say you're doing this in front of a group. You want to, you want to make a gesture. So the first thing that you have to do is you have to break that class. So open your hands up and then now just try to make a gesture with one hand. And when you make that gesture with one hand, if you look at yourself, when you're doing it, your elbow is most likely going to be at uh, uh, down by your side and when you're when it is down by your side that that gesture that you're making is going to look really small really weak really robotic it's almost like you're a you're a robot on a on a sci-fi movie or something like that um, and now try it with your hands down by your side now so so when you, you just drop your hands down. and by the way the, when you're doing that that clasped together version it's i mean if you do it with both, hands, you know, you try to gesture with both hands, one to one side and then one to the other, you'll kind of, from the audience's perspective, it's like you're, you look like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you know, it's like those little bitty tiny arms on, on a, on a big body with a big head, that kind of thing. So, so just keep that in mind. So, um, so now try it again though, but this time drop your hands down by your side. If you drop your hands down by your side and now you try to gesture, it's almost impossible to gesture with one hand if you start that way. In fact, there's a good chance that when you tried to to gesture with your with one hand when you tried it, that the second hand kind of popped up on 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 the opposite side of your body. It's kind of normal. Typically, we tend to gesture with with both sides. So, that gesture that you now did because you're coming from a lower point and lower starting point, it's going to look more powerful. It's going to look more energetic. It's going to look more natural. And the in- interesting thing about it is that when you stop making that gesture and you drop your hands down by your side, which is what people will often do, you often your hands will often go back to the starting point wherever you started. And when that happens, then the next gesture that you do will be big and powerful as well. So keep that in mind. It, it, we're, we're not telling you to drop your hands to keep them there. It's so that the gestures that you use will now be way, way, way more powerful. So tip number three And this is one that you will hear us a lot. I mean, if you ever go to a Fearless Presentations class or if you've listened to the podcast or you've seen my videos on YouTube, this tip is is pretty common because this is really your ace in the hole hole, with just about anything that you do in public speaking is you want to tell more stories. If you really want to have great body language when you present, you really need to tell more stories or give more examples. It's almost impossible to tell a story Without using your hands to explain what's happening, for instance, when I start when I start my presentation class and when I t- start a fearless presentations class that I'm teaching, um, I'll often start with a story about myself about how I got into public speaking and why I was terrified when I first started in public speaking and didn't really like it, and and when I do, I I I tell about a time when. I, my, the very first time I had to present in front of a bunch of high powered executives. And it's funny how when I describe that and I kind of relive it in my head as I describe it, my gestures will start to kind of take over. So when I kind of tell them that I started to get the sweaty palms, you know, I, I, I inadvertently will kind of take one of my palms and start wiping it on my on my on my shirt or my pants. Um, and when um when I talk about how I, I speak really, really fast when I get nervous and in this situation I just kind of zoom through my entire presentation, I start to kind of move my fingers and my hands around and in, in circles really, really quickly to 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 kind of describe that as I'm saying it. These things happen, these movements, these the the all of these movements that I'm doing with my hand, these gestures, they add a lot of clarity to the description of what I'm giving. To my my audience, and nobody ever taught me how to do this. It's not something that you have to learn how to do. We've been doing this naturally since we were kids, since we were little bitty, and we started telling stories for the first time. So they happen really naturally, it, just as you relive that incident in your head. So if you if you're putting those those these natural gestures that that you're that you do when you're telling a story, they had a lot of enthusiasm. They had a lot of fun to your presentation. So if you want to use you know, a more poised body language, if you want to have a more poised body language, then, then really just tell more stories in your presentation. It'll happen very naturally. Okay, the fourth one, and this is a big one as well, and we focus on this one, especially in the latter parts of the fearless Presentations class, is you want to use your visual aid. One of the things that bugs me the most is when a speaker just kind of stands, or in a lot of cases, they'll sit down and they they're just clicking a clicker. That's the only movement they ever have when they're speaking is they're just kind of clicking their thumb on their on their clicker, or if they're sitting at their their laptop, they're just hitting their arrow key on their laptop. Um, if if you're gonna take the time to create a fantastic visual aid then use it for god's sakes right one of the techniques that we cover in our in our speaking class is to to visibly go up and actually touch the the screen when you add something to a to a slide so when you reveal a bullet point you kind of go up and touch it with your fingers we couldn't do this in the olden days by the way what back in you know like 20 years ago 30 years ago when when we didn't have the the high powered screens that we have projectors that we have now or the digital screens that we have now the that we had those uh, overhead projectors and the big bright lights and you know you didn't want to actually go toward your visual aid because when you turned around it would kind of blind you and uh, when you when you went back but nowadays the 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 technology that we have is so phenomenal that you can actually physically go up and touch the the screen with your fingers to let people know that hey now we just moved to bullet point number two so. And that's what what we kind of kind of um, cover in our in our classes. So if you've ever been in one of those presentations where a, a speaker kind of puts up a series of bullet points and and just starts talking, you know, there might be 10 bullet points on a slide and then he or she just kind of just starts talking. And you think that the speaker is on bullet point number four and you kind of are trying to follow along as best you can. And then all of a sudden the, the speaker kind of cl- clicks his clicker and the slide goes away. He's like, oh, my God, he was on he was on bullet point number 10 there. And I didn't even realize it. So that happens a lot in a present in presentations but the reason why that happens though is because the speaker is not using his or her visual aid effectively they're they're not using that visual aid as a way to help clarify what they're saying and a lot of the bullet points they're not really clearly defined. So there's a lot of overlap. you know, the bullet points are, are kind of meshed together. So this just it just makes the entire presentation confusing. So a better way is to actually physically go up to the screen, point to the bullet point number two when you move to bullet point number two. And then and then if you combine this technique, by the way, with the story that we talked about in the previous in the previous concept, then your presentation just comes alive because now, what happens is the the speaker will will move toward the screen and identify which bullet point that, that, that she's on. And when she does that, um, of, of course it, it should, when she, when she wants to reinforce that bullet point, now she tells a story, most likely she's going to take a step away from that screen, move toward the audience, start to tell her story, maybe tell, you know, start to tell the story to one half of the room and then turn to the other half of the room. And the whole time she's given those great natural gestures that we just talked about this combination of, of the, the two techniques, adds just a lot of enthusiasm and energy to a presentation it makes it really, really fun. Okay, so those few things, I mean, it's only like four really simple things, but if you do those four really simple things, it will, it will change the way that you appear anyway when you're in front of a group. And um, the neat thing that I've kind of found is that when people do those four things really, really well, even though they may feel nervous in the beginning when they when they start to get the good positive feedback from the audience when they when they're when they're telling those stories and they see the people in the audience kind of nod their head and follow along they go oh my god okay this is working really really well then their confidence will actually shoot up pretty pretty dramatically now here's the real secret i kind of mentioned at the beginning of the of the session that i would tell you a presentation secret that will that will absolutely help a lot with with presentation gestures and and this presentation secret is that most people Don't realize that. Well, and in fact, I guess if I tell it to you now, it's not really gonna be a secret. (laughs) So so but it is it is a pretty closely held secret. Most of the stuff that happens to people when they get nervous is stuff that the audience will never, ever pick up on. Now, some is, you know, some of those things that you do will the, the audience will actually pick up on those things. But a lot of stuff like like, for instance, if, uh, if you have public speaking fear, a lot of times you're going to have kind of the shaky hands or your your heart might start beating faster or you might get those butterflies in your stomach. Your breathing might change. Any of those kind of things. Those are absolutely real. They they We feel those things and they are kind of normal when somebody gets nervous. But they're also things that the audience isn't necessarily ever going to see, <laughs> which is kind of cool. So, like, for instance, if... Your heart is beating faster. There's no way that your audience is going to know that your heart is. I mean, obviously, if you have a heart attack, they're going to know something's wrong. But for the most part, if they if your heart is beating faster, they don't know that Uh, if you're if you are uh, breathing differently. I mean, your voice may change slightly and they may pick up on that if they know you well. But for the most part, they won't identify that either. If you if you feel even if you feel queasy, you feel like you got those butterflies in your stomach. There's no way the audience will know that you're feeling those butterflies so the, the the thing you want to keep in mind is that the reason why this is important is because most of the time when we're presenting, we're not the only person in the room that's going to be presenting in, in a short period of time. So maybe there's four speakers in a morning and we're one of the four and two people get up in front of us and they do fantastic. They don't look nervous at all. And then I get up and I'm a basket case and then the last person gets up and she does well too. Oh my God, I'm the only one in the whole room that felt nervous. There's a good chance that most of the people in the room probably felt nervous as well. And it didn't their nervousness didn't show any more than what than what yours did. So just kind of keep that in mind. If you understand that and then you use some of these tips about body language when you stand up, it's going to help you not only boost your confidence, but you'll be seen as being a really poised and enthusiastic speaker. So anyway, so thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard with the Leaders Institute. And if you haven't yet done so, make sure and subscribe to the podcast, make sure and hit the subscription button because we're putting out new content. Content every single week and, and um if you have questions or if you have any concerns, make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com, complete one of the forms on our website, or just register as a as a free member. You'll get lots of free tips, but you also get access to to be able to ask us questions and things like that. A lot of the content that we cover here on the Fearless Presentations podcast is actually coming from People just like you who have a question, they ask you and say, oh, great, that would make a good podcast topic. So if you have any ideas or questions, you make sure and and leave them in the comments on uh, the Fearless Presentations website, fearlesspresentations.com. We will see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.